frightened. You drank Ian. Adam. You drank Ian. You like you like purple, right? Adam. Bonjour, bienvenue, welcome back to Frames and Fools. It is, uh, it is I, <laughs> Henry. <laughs> and it is I. Dylan and uh, Frames and Fools is a movie podcast for me and Henry, two longtime friends, talk about movies. And uh, before we go any further, I'd like to lobby to uh, put in Stanley Tucci saying, "Guard your loins into our uh, our new uh, into our our musical intro." Gird your loins, all Guard right, everybody. Your loins Gird your loins. Gird your loins. Yes. Um, we'll have to find a room so- for it somewhere. <laughs> If you haven't already guessed, or, like, or you right before the hark, just all right, everybody, gird your loins. Gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already guessed, or you're new, uh, this week we watched Devil, The Devil Wears Prada, which for some reason I have a really hard time saying. Um, but that's what we watched this week. Uh, but before we really, you know, get on into it. We do a little thing called movie moments on mm-hmm. the pod, where we talk about a moment from our week that felt like a movie. Um, Henry, do you have one that you'd like to share, or would you like me to go? You go. Yeah, you go first. Well, um, this week I rode the metro for the first time since the pandemic started. Wow. Uh, and. It was really stressful. Uh, I'm vaccinated, and there wasn't a lot of people on the train, so it like it shouldn't have been that stressful. But it felt like you know that that scene in Contagion that everybody was like watching right when this started, where like they're in the bar and you like start to notice the guy coughing, and then you notice the dude who like didn't wash his hands and is now like drying the drying a cup and. I just kept like scoping everyone out and it was like, I'm just like slowly getting out of that like anxious COVID pit that I've been in for a while. So I purposely but, avoided uh, watching contagion. I know everyone kind of flipped for it last it was March, fun. but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I avoided Noth- that. nothing like uh, what happened in our pandemic, but that one scene really nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? You have a fun fun moment from the week? Oh, probably. I I mean, I saw Tokyo Drift on the big screen. Um, oh man, how was, was that experience? It was great. We were in the front row. It was so loud. It was so big. Um, it was a great time. Uh, two of my new coworkers showed up because I mentioned it was happening. They're like, "No way!" and they bought tickets on the spot. No way. Um, so I was just yeah, <laughs> it was just really good. Um, yeah. I'm very very happy that I got to see that on the biggie. The biggie. On the biggie. The big old screen. The how big was old, uh the big old screen. How was our friend Lewis Black on the big screen? Lucas how Black. How big was his forehead? Um, Sorry. Who it did was I pretty say? big. Um Lewis. Lewis. Honestly, Sorry. the more times I watch it, the less he bothers me. Um the writing yeah. bothers me more the more times I watch <laughs> it. But it's so cool. Um and everyone had a great Hell time. Yeah. One of my coworkers hadn't seen it before. Um another one. Sorry, I'm yawning so much today. 
wake up, damn it. Wake We're up, live. damn it. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the air. Um, it was just really fun. Um, yeah, I had a great time. Pretty simple movie. Rad. Okay, well, let's jump into Devil Wears Prada, mm. uh, which is the movie we watched this week, directed by David Frankel, um, and stars Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, um, it's a banger, Stanley Tucci, Emily Blunt, all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to kick this off, I want to ask you, uh, what is the worst job you've ever had, and oh. how did it affect your personal life? Oh, dang. <laughs> um, oh, man, worst job I ever had. I don't know. Um, I've been pretty lucky with jobs where I've never been that miserable. I've definitely had... Yeah. Jobs where I was stressed out because I wanted to do right by my boss. So that yeah. that part of this really hit. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never kind of gone yeah, that deep where it was like, you're turning into someone different. I don't even know yeah. who you are. You're so absorbed <laughs> in your work. Like, that is not me. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think ever, anyone's ever described me that way. Like, you care too much yeah. about work. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd never... Um the worst job I had wasn't really that bad and it was just serving tables, but it was exhausting, emotionally Mm -hmm. exhausting. Oh yeah. I've Um, had that. I've had plenty of, plenty of that. Yeah. I've never had a job that's like taken over my life, you know? Um, and I think this was like really, uh, not triggering for me, but like anxiety inducing because this whole situation is my worst nightmare and is why I've turned certain jobs down because I would, I would die if I was somebody's assistant. I would legitimately like lose my mind. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there's no off switch. Like some of the scenes in this, the worst part for me was the fact that, and I had a boss that had this where when I was a locksmith, my boss had a pager that people at our biggest client would just, page him at 3 a.m. because they're like, hey, this door doesn't work. And you're like, holy it's shit. It's 3 a.m., <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> like, and Christmas. Like, I remember he lives across the street, and I would watch his truck go out on, like, holidays because, like, you know, doors need to open and locks need to yeah. be fixed and, you know, all that. And it just, yeah, yeah. I, I could not, I could not see myself in that role long term. Uh, yeah, same. So for people who haven't seen this, I don't know why you're listening to this. You haven't seen the movie, uh, but the yeah the the quick rundown is Anne Hathaway is a uh, wannabe journalist who happens to get a job at this huge fashion magazine, and Meryl Streep is an asshole, abusive boss who's like the hottest fashion magazine person ever, and your classic tale of getting too worked up, too like caught up in her work, and then her friends are like, hey, what's up, man, like. You're not who who you know you used to be, and then never she's like, anymore. "Yeah," <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, I, I don't know what to do because like my friends and my work, and then you know, every and then she chooses her friends in the end, you know." Nice. So, and that's, that's the a whole quick movie. rundown. That's the whole movie. <laughs> that's everything that happens. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so you'd seen this before, correct? Yes, this was a favorite in my household growing up. Um, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I don't want to say I'm surprised, but I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't quantify it other than um, Princess Diaries was a a huge movie in our household growing up. So we kind of Uh rode Anne Hathaway train. 
So when this came out, like we had just moved to California, it was kind of, you know, it was, it was on DVD and it was on repeat a lot. Um, Hell yeah. So I know this movie like the back of my hand. It's, it's very, very core. (laughs) That's very fun. It's fun revisiting it, you know, probably a decade later. And yeah, some of the stuff that used to bother me still bothers me. Some of the stuff that bothered me bothers me less and things that Other I stuff. didn't even notice before. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. So <laughs> a lot of, lot of good stuff going on. Damn. This is my first time seeing it. I've heard so much about it. Everyone's always like the thing I'd always had heard about it was like, uh, and pardon my language, but this is what people said about it. It's a chick flick, but it's really, really good. It's like actually good. Pardon my language. (laughs) Well, I don't like to use the word chick flick anymore because it's kind of like a dumb phrase and like it's just kind of weird and stupid. So yeah, it's an oddly specific term that just kind of serves no purpose generally and just kind of demarcates things as like, oh, yeah, to enjoy this you must be female (laughs) or gay. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that was everything that was always said to me and. it is quite good. I will. Uh, I was. Um, slick, I wasn't surprised. It's a slick flick. You know. It's a slick flick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It, I'd say yeah. Like compared to like you know thirteen going on thirty. This isn't just. I mean, it's based. This is based on a book. So it, this isn't your just like, run of the mill classic tale. Even though it has kind of the mm-hmm. classic like dad who works too much vibes to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want it swapped <laughs> out where it's yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I'd say it's a lot more layered than that. There's a lot more going on. I don't even you know, know who you are anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I don't know. I have a lot, I, I don't have a lot of bones to pick with this, but I have a lot of conflicting feelings because, uh, I thought it was really good, but there's also some weird stuff that seems to like, uh, justify a lot of bad things mm. that people do. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to turn off because it isn't just like a 13 going on 30 thing. It like feels more like an actual movie and less like a yeah, just whatever, you know? Um, For sure. I think one of the biggest things that stands out to me about this movie is like just all the body shaming and just this oh, obsession yeah. with like <laughs> bodies and like not eating and beauty and what that yeah. means. It's also an incredibly white movie. Um, oh yeah and you know a lot of people like apologize for that by saying oh well it's about the fashion industry which has these deep you know deep problems and it's true very true yeah and that's a great conversation to have also this movie makes it look really fucking cool and it's one of those things where like you you can tell what a movie is supporting or purporting by the characters you're supposed to think are cool or what you're supposed to think is beautiful and even though Andy, like her arc is basically like, oh, you like nice things now. You're not like us. You're real friends. And her boyfriend, who's constantly making fun of her for like having fashion sense and liking yeah. nice clothes. And even at the yeah. end, she's like, you, you're right about everything, Nate. And then Nate just keeps going with like, yeah, you fucking changed. And it was awful. You like nice clothes now. And you're like, oh, no, that's what the movie's saying is like, you were right, Nate. Nate was right. I don't it, know. I don't I have, know, man. Okay, I have mixed feelings about this because I read a lot of reviews on Letterboxd that were dunking on Nate. And they say Nate was a bad guy, and I'm kind of in the middle of this. He sure. does do some it shitty things. It is in the things. middle, but I'm just yeah, saying like, the movie 
literally at the end, like our main character goes, Hey, other character, you were right. Like you were entirely right. And he's like, yeah, I'm the moral of the story. <laughs> like, it, yeah. It was kind of weird. It. That, it was yeah. like shitty for him at points, but like, she literally is like, you were right about everything. She says that. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd though, because it does seem like the movie, even with that message at the end is like still like a fashion industry advertisement because there's like mm-hmm. that moment where she's with Stanley Tucci uh, who is a a praise be unto him, uh, as we like to say. Um, he's great in this. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's in the hotel and he's like cracking champagne. He's like, I just got this big job. And he says something about her like size six waist and she's like size four. And like, but then they don't like, they not condemn that, but they're just like no, it's it's yep, celebrated. That's cool. She went the movie. she went down a size. Yeah, there was never like... a point in this movie where they like the only thing that even comes vaguely close is when um, Meryl Streep tells Anne Hathaway, um, "You're going to Paris, and you have to tell Emily." And um, yeah, and she goes, "Well, that'll kill her. She hasn't eaten in like a month. She's gonna and die." And there's like <laughs> some vague concern about it. But it's not even condemning that. It's just saying, yeah. like, look how much she cares. She does this horrible thing to her body. And, like, yeah. then the scene in the hospital when she's, like, actually eating food. It didn't and, look good, though. Well, but but she's actually eating food, and <laughs> yeah. she's, like, it's killing her. And you're, like, oh, my God. Like, this is such a serious thing going on. Meanwhile, yeah. they're, like, you know, Anne Hathaway is, like, being called fat. And she is very, very thin. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. And that's something that Hollywood does too. Is like in these movies, they'll be like, um, "Oh, hire the fat girl." Like uh, Helen, or not Helen Mirren. Helen, sorry, Meryl yeah. Streep. I get Meryl those Streep. two confused. They're Meryl two Streep, old British, um, two old light white ladies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and Meryl Streep has some line about, you know, take a chance, hire the fat girl, and you're like, yeah, hold the fucking phone. Like, what well, is going well, on? <laughs> and I can see why people would defend that because, like. She is a monster. <laughs> but Meryl she's Streep not the monster. only one. It's literally everyone in this fucking movie is so obsessed with sizes yeah. and like. And, yeah. And, uh, Which it, I, I understand the defense that you know? this is the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm OK with characters saying stuff like that. But they never they never come back to it. They never no, like come back never. to it and say like, They're oh, like, it's fine, whatever. The fact that uh, <laughs> Anne Hathaway has lost weight since working there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's so he's like, odd. Ooh, look, let me look at your like tinier ass because like you, it, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. uncomfy. Like the older I get, more and more uncomfortable. When I was younger, I was like, oh, that's weird, and now I'm like yeah. looking back, I'm like, God, I I watched that and just let that sort of wash over yeah. me. That whole that that's vibe, interesting. You know, that's that wasn't like a huge like. I saw it, but that wasn't the big like thing that kicked off in my head about like what is kind of um, not problematic, but frustrating about the movie. Mm. I want to say first off, it's really fun. I like this movie a lot. Oh it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's really good. It's a slick uh, the thing that like <laughs> <laughs> the thing that kind of like ticked me off was this like. Uh, this like glorification of like being Work. an unpaid intern. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and there's this huge theme which 
kind of frustrates me with Meryl Streep's character where like they try to make you sympathize with her and they're like she's a victim of this whole thing also and you're like yeah okay I get that Mm -hmm. but she's also an abusive boss Mm -hmm. and like and there's a lot of this like girl bossing going on and I'm like She's still a bad person. Yeah, I think even like, if is it Anne no matter Hathaway what gender, who, she's got the line like, "If she were a man, like nobody would care about." They would just say yeah. that she's just doing her job well, and you're like, "Yeah, yes, I get, and yeah." Still an awful <laughs> boss with like who treats people horribly, and like, I can shit. hear people clamoring to be like, "Well." It's like it's a tough, you know, it's a tough gig and you got to like cut the mustard and you got to, you know, you got to be ruthless to make it there. And I'm like, well, then it's bad. It's yeah, a bad I, yeah, then I have a bone bad. to pick with that. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm like, yeah, if that's how it is. And if people are literally like dying to, you know, yeah. make this shit happen, then maybe there's some deeper problems. Maybe it's um, not good. That was my biggest issue is the end where she's like. She finally quits the job, mm. which I wish she did a little more uh, with a little more uh, chutzpah. I wish she like told her to fuck off, but she didn't. She like walked away. And then she gets this journalist job because of Meryl Streep. And then they do this little like uh, like um, whiplash thing, you know, like in, yeah. at the end of Whiplash when they yeah. like, make eye contact. Like we're good for each other. Like. I, you're abusive and I'm taking it, but Holy also shit, like yeah. we got something going on here. No, it's the exact same sauce as Whiplash. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like incredibly abusive, older, you know, mentor, sort of talented person in yeah. said industry takes someone talented under their wing, does absolutely horrible things. And then at the end of it, it's like, ah, but we're good because look at where we, we ended up. Yeah. Um, That's it. I do kind of want to do com- some conspiracy comparisons to whiplash because that's a movie that i also really love uh that what's his name in that movie i disagree with his you know his methods are completely terrible but there's like a small character yeah jk simmons character is like an awful abusive human being but there's like a point in that movie that's about like pushing yourself past your limits Mm. and even though his like uh what he does is not okay it's also like for an art form and not for like a business where this feels like it's like this work thing mm-hmm. where it's like you have to be an asshole to like really get it done. Yeah. And that one is like he's doing it for art, I guess. And kind and of for himself like, as well, which yeah, you could, you could say that, you know, um, Andrea, Andy in the movie is uh, is mm-hmm. doing what Emily. she's doing. What? Yeah. Emily. Emily. Too. Yeah, Emily too. <laughs> um, is doing what she's doing because there's that sense of personal accomplishment and the fact that like she can get these things done. But then at the end of the day, it's like, you know. What are you doing it for though? What are you doing it for? And yeah, yeah it opens a door to another job, but that's kind of like the only Benny that they talk about. And even at the end, the guy's like, Runway, you were there less than a year. What the hell kind of a blip is that? And it's like, that's what it amounts to. Like it amounts yeah. to just a thing that's on your resume that you did that opens a door somewhere else so that you can do what, you know, you say you're passionate about in this movie. Like you can go do journalism, yeah. which we're told is like your passion. Her passion. But I don't know. It's not like the focus of this. We don't really see that. I mean, no. we spend the entire time being enthralled by how sexy and how suave the fashion everyone is. is to the tune of like a million dollars in costume design for this movie yeah so which is i think like the 
I, I don't know what the point of, not the point of this movie, but like there's definitely a lot of complex things going on. But in the end for me, it just seems to glorify like taking that job that is going to like abuse your labor and steal your money yeah. so that you can get to another job, which is you like- You can get to another job. Yeah. The whole predatory, it's just a predatory shitty fucking world that we live in that like- I saw this and I was like, I would quit that job immediately just because like I can't take it and I'm not willing to give up like a year of my life to some psychopath (laughs) Mm -hmm. to just get to where I, I guess get to where I want to get. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe I'm just being an asshole, but like, well, and let's look at, so in that same vein, let's look at somebody like Stanley Tucci in this, who is a little bit older. He's, um, I watched a really interesting video that was, I think it's newer it came out recently on YouTube about mm-hmm. um, the one scene in this movie that doesn't have Andy in it. There's only mm-hmm. one out of like really? 140, 160 something scenes. Uh-huh. Um, there's only one scene that doesn't have her in it. And it's when they're in the conference room talking about proposals for the magazine. And so Stanley weird. Tucci yeah. only has one line in that, but he speaks up and his is the only idea that Miranda's like, yes, perfect. Thankfully somebody showed up to work today. Um, yeah. And, they show you, you know, finishing her sentences and the video goes into this where it's basically like they're really doing this like groundwork, setting it up so that Stanley Tucci is like the guy, like the mm-hmm. only person who's not afraid of Miranda, like all this stuff. And it just yeah. makes it hurt so much more later on when you see him finally excited, like that scene with the champagne. Yeah. He's like giggling and he's bursting at the fact that like he's grinded so this whole time and he's done his job and he's like been in the trenches and dealt with the shit for so long and he's like finally, I'll finally gonna get to well the line is something like I'll finally be in control of my own life and then he gets passed over so that yeah. Miranda can save her own ass and then he's like she'll pay me back when the time is right and then he's like are you sure and he's like nope and I was like get out of there, dude. You can That's, go anywhere. You can do anything. You could be in control of your life. You could own a fucking bakery. You could like work at a cafe and be more fulfilled. Like That's what is incredibly frustrating about this movie is they have storylines like that that are like they're hitting the point. They're yeah. like, Oh yeah. This dude has wasted his life in service of this this woman and done good things and like enjoyed like the work that he does and he gets to do the thing he does right like there's aspects of it that are worth it but at the core of it yeah he even says like i'm not in in control of my own life like i am in thrall to this you know this woman and her whims they hit on they hit on that note about what's so fucked up about the whole thing and then at the end they just kind of retcon it and they do the little the whiplash wink and you're like Wait no, like this is bad. You yeah. said it was bad, and yeah, now Stanley's it's still not in bad. There, he's still bad. <laughs> like he's still like fifty five years old, and like is still grinding, even though he probably has a nice house or whatever. Yeah, you know, he's still do- not able to do the things that he wants to do, mm-hmm. which is so incredibly yeah. frustrating. I think, and I think that's part of what kills me about this movie is that it could be saying so much, and it doesn't. It just doesn't. it hits on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it brings up the fact that, like, what's the point of this? And, like, and I think the other part that frustrates me, and I've been waiting to bring this up, is um, Andrea's friends are rude as fuck. Like, I get I get them. I get their concerns. But, like, 
the way they're depicted is so haphazard and it's just crappy. Like she brings them, she brings one person an $1,100 cell phone. She gives her friend a $1,900 handbag in 2006, mind you. And like, is just giving people gifts is doing all this stuff. And they're like, Hey, you're really busy these days. And they know what her job is like. They know that she's in this crazy situation. And rather than be concerned and be like, Hey, I'm worried about you. Mm-hmm. They're like, you don't hang out with us anymore. You do this. Oh, my God. You just listen to that cell phone. They play hot potato with the phone, and she's visibly distressed at, like, guys, that... you might get me fired. And they're just laughing, and it's so rude and cruel. And I'm like, bro. Yeah. That was the only scene that kind of bothered me. I, maybe I just – maybe I was, like, a little too on the side of the friends where I kind of looked past all the shit they were saying because, like – I was very staunchly on the side of like, stop working here, yeah, get the fuck out. But so like, she's I kind of look at pat- that job. You know what I mean? No, like- no, no. I I know that. I was just that was the only part that really irked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it was them like throwing the phone around. I was like, right that. after That's she weird. gave like, them why are you doing super that? expensive gifts too. Like I was like, yeah, dude, seriously, really like, oh my god. And I like, also didn't the know the one friend that's super excited about fashion and like the punchline of almost every scene is like Andrea being freaked out by how much he knows about fashion. Just weird. <laughs> I don't know what that was, was supposed to say. There was two yeah, or three scenes where he was like, oh, my God, is so and so going to be there? Is so I really like, liked him, though. Very obviously, like, like queer coded, supposed to be like this gay man. And yeah, the punchline was always jesus leonard or whatever his name was like you know way more about fashion than <laughs> you should you, you freaky freaky boy and it was just like odd i don't know i thought it was kind of weird too because like at the beginning that guy is like a bartender or a chef or whatever the boyfriend mm-hmm. uh and the other guy works at like a law firm or something it seemed like they kind of set these people up as like working class people but then like she goes to her friend's art opening, which like some super famous fucking like writer yeah. is at. It's this like ridiculously and- chic <laughs> art gallery, and she's like, "Oh, start from the back. That's how I designed it." It's like, what? Who are you people? Yeah, yeah you people are this? not poor. Like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had that really same weird. thought, and like, I wasn't sure. Like, they live in this super cute apartment. Her and Nate. And yeah. he's like, oh, it's like $8 of Jarlsberg in there. And, like, there's this implication that they don't have that much money. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't do know what's going that? on. Are you – but are you, like, yeah. trying to say something about, like, class? And, like, in the beginning scene, in the opening credits, they do this, you know, suddenly I'll see. So there's that great song playing. And yeah, there's all these, like, just sort of nameless women – and there's like the oddly sexy like scene of people like pulling on lingerie and the camera just gets dangerously close to like yeah people's crotches and yeah. you're like whoa is this and you're like trying to figure out what's going on that whole sequence while cool kind of confused me a lot cuz i was like they're trying are these to set up going to be following no exactly and you start <laughs> yeah. to follow them and you're like wait a sec are these and then they just disappear they're but they're trying to yeah. set up the fact that Andy is different from them and she's not like the other girls and they show all yeah. of them in like the nice parts of town and then they show her and she's like in front of a bodega and there's cobbles on the street and like but the funniest part is like, like she's what? not poor no she is not <laughs> no <laughs> she is like doing fine She's it doing fine, like, and, and her I, friends yeah. are doing fine, and, like, 
they're making fun of the fashion industry, but like her friend is doing a gallery show. Like, calm yeah, down. That was and so the weird. other friend is super into fashion. Like, what the fuck yeah. is wrong with their friend group? You know, I it just seemed like a miss. Like, it seemed like there was no thought about class at all. Like, actual thought about class at all in this, mm. and it was just like. Oh, the friends have jobs. They hate their jobs, and uh, they are going to give shit to the fashion industry. But then they didn't really think it through, and they were like, oh, this person's like, looks like a pretty famous photographer. Mm-hmm. This guy works at a law firm, kind of hates his job, but he's making a fuck ton of money, and is really into fashion. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend is, I guess, kind of the only schlubby guy who dresses like shit. He's always wearing like really baggy like trench coats. Well, and it seemed like they were really look, pushing that. Yeah, like they were pushing he's not it too much. He's not fashionable. <laughs> yeah, they were really, really pushing that. It was very, very weird. Um, yeah, the friend group has always frustrated me. Even as a kid, I was like, "Yeah, I don't think she should be working here either." Also, you guys are terrible. You're all terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing that kind of uh, irked me before we stop dunking on this we're not dunking on it we're having an intellectual discussion yes yeah. um the the speech that stanley tucci gives to her when she is like when miranda fucking makes her cry yeah because she she asked her to do an unthinkable thing that yeah. you literally couldn't do and stanley tucci is just like pull yourself up by your bootstraps lady like yeah. you need to Get you're your not shit working together, hard you enough. Grateful piece of shit. Yeah, and, you're and not, not only working that, hard she, Yeah, she was like, oh, like, and it's a good line. It's like, um, a job that like a million other girls would deign to to work at. You won't or would die to work at. You, you only deign to work at. And he's like making her feel yeah. bad. And it's like, yeah. have some fucking solidarity. Like, you know what how hard hell? it is to work for this woman. It, yeah, just like let her vent for a second, and it's fucking yeah. Yeah, it was really frustrating because it seemed to like double down on this idea of like, if you are if your boss is getting mad at you, you are not working hard enough. Even yeah. though it's pretty clear that she's working hard enough. Oh yeah, she's do trying everything that she can. But the magical solution is change your clothes, yeah. change your mindset, and then you'll be able to do everything. Yeah, but there's no fancy. tangible. Dress fancier no... while I also tear you down for being the size that you are. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? But there's also no tangible, like, uh, thing of that shows what she was doing wrong or how she's fixing it. Yeah. She's just kind of, like, be, working well, really hard yeah. and looking schlubby and then looking really great and succeeding, but... There's yeah. no like material difference between what the she makeover, was doing before and after. Yeah, the makeover is somehow the thing that changes even though before like the only thing I can say is when she shows up and there's the whole cerulean sweater scene which is like legendary and that monologue that Miranda Priestly oh. gives is supposed to be like this like fucking mic drop moment and I'm like calm down. She's great. <laughs> Not cool. Not a cool. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's but that's what I'm saying too is this movie is known for moments like that where Miranda Priestly is kind of this like step on me, sexy, like, you know, a fashion icon and I she hate is that. <laughs> and like, look, she is undeniably sexy and like there's like this power to her, but like the older I get and the more I watch it, I'm like I, I do kind of hate you. You're you're, you're kind of just a power hungry asshole. Yeah. Um. But the it's only like thing I'll per- say in terms of Andy and her job is when she does get hired, and this is the only thing I'll give like Nate 
even though I think mm-hmm. they they run with it too weirdly, um, is mm-hmm. she like the ladies like these two belts and I don't know they're just so different and Andy they like the same. <laughs> audibly laughs and I was like okay I get it Uh-oh. they do yeah. look very similar but have some fucking self awareness where it's like these people are taking this seriously you're yeah. new at the job maybe don't yeah. audibly laugh out loud at something you find ridiculous but is clearly a big decision being made like it yeah. was just dumb I was like just have some read the room anyway yeah, but yeah. like there's a moment way later, kind of in that same vein, where Nate's talking to her, and one of the lines he says is, I wouldn't care if you were out there pole dancing all night as long as you did it with a little integrity. And I was like, one, why do we have to shame sex work in every fucking movie? Two, yeah, it's true. what the fuck does that mean? Because it seems like you have a problem with the fashion industry. It seems like you have a problem with her doing a thing. It's It has not, like, it... It was the movies telling us something and pretending like that's what well, they've been saying all along. Where he's like, hey, it's not my problem with the job. It's my problem with the fact that you don't believe in it. And it's like, what the fuck is that? Like, clearly she's, like, trying really hard. And she's putting all of herself into this job, shitty though it is. And you're making it about, like, integrity? Like, they I don't took, know. I-, they, I, I just feel like they took the early Andy that was laughing at the job and pretending like that was her the whole time. When she very quickly shifts into giving a shit about fashion and trying her hardest, and then late in the movie, Nate's like, fuck you for not caring about your job. That's why I'm breaking up with you. It's like, what? I don't know. Because my only, not defense of him, like, being an asshole sometimes, Mm -hmm. is I could very well see somebody that you've known for, you know, six, seven years or whatever... Mm -hmm. Telling you, I'm taking this job, I don't like it because yeah. I want to get a leg up. And then they it starts to take them over and you're like, what's happening yeah. to you? Like, this is not the person that And they say that a little bit. Like, and that's what it does you know? come down to is he says like, you know, we don't have anything in common anymore. And it, he brings that up. Yeah. But just yeah. the line about him hammering it home where he's like I wouldn't care what you did as long as you did it with a little integrity and it's like she's caring about what she's doing it's a it's but a she's dumb not job. doing it I don't I don't agree though because it she it doesn't look like she's doing it because she loves fashion at all but it's, she she's is caring, doing it like like what what would she's scared of getting like? fired from her boss she's being threatened by her boss no i know but why <laughs> but why do you have to like why does nate have to put that on her as having a lack of integrity you know what i mean it's such a weird fucking way to phrase it and to put it where it's like because and that scene could have been better it could have been what you say where it's like he could have literally spoken to that and been yeah. like, you're pouring yourself into a job that you don't actually care about. You're just trying to do right by this psychopath because you think it's yeah. going to give you a leg up later. But instead of saying yeah. that, he's like, he kind of shits on her. You, yeah. You'd be better off pole dancing as long as you did it with more sincerity. You fucking like, and it just yeah. like, it's so weird. This movie does that. Yeah. Where it's like, it could be saying something really solid and it chooses to do something else. Very, it very never... strange. It never blames the shitty work environment, no. and it always like blames the employees for yeah. being bad. It's like watching and Marvel like... try to dance around the fact that like 
America is this massive militaristic imperial power a terrorist organization. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it gave me the same vibes where it's like we're not talking about what's at the center of all of this, which is an incredibly unhealthy like attitude yeah. towards work and just. But this, Henry, yeah. it's 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 woke, man. <laughs> Miranda is a she's the top of her class so she is a girl boss it's true her her <laughs> abusing her workers doesn't that's not important at oh. all you and know, to you know, be Dylan, fair you know we this made 15 do. years ago <laughs> to be fair yes <laughs> in 2006, no, absolutely yeah. absolutely um uh, but yeah sorry Henry yeah. what do we need to do oh the solution is just definitely more uh female billionaires I think that's really how we're going to turn this ship around <laughs> Yep, that's it. This God. movie would have been great if, uh, you know, Andy and Emily Blunt and Stanley Tucci all got together yes. and uh, organized a workplace and told Miranda Fucking to go fuck herself. Organize, <laughs> yes. Um, let's talk about Christian Thompson because when I was a kid, I hated this, this guy. This guy sucks, dude. He's not even hot. I'm sorry. He, he okay. looks weird. He does look weird. I looked up a picture of him to make sure they didn't like dye his eyebrows or something because he's got those oddly those like weird transparent tips. Yeah, but they're like really yeah. big as well. So those yeah. are his actual eyebrows. So I don't want to dunk on him too much. Um, but they are particularly like robust in this in a way that I think he's tamed them in other properties. Um, first of all, yeah. he's Australian. He has a great American accent. He does. He had Australian vibes. You know, he, you, he does. He, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes um, sense. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't find him as gross as I used to. Other than the fact that like the stuff that he does is very gross. Um, uh-huh. I, when I was younger, was very upset about the part in Paris where he like takes her out and they end up sleeping together, and there's a whole thing. It just made me very uncomfortable. And now that I'm yeah. older, I'm like, nah. Like they broke up. Yeah, you, they broke up. She... You guys do you. The only thing that's weird <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. There's a surprise really kiss, pushy. which is never good. He's incredibly yeah. pushy. Um, there's that yeah. weird scene where it's supposed to be cute, where she's running through a list of reasons saying no, and like a list of reasons why she doesn't want to do this I ran thing. out of excuses. And then she says, I'm out of excuses. And he says, yeah. thank God. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know about that. And then her telling him off by being like, I'm not your baby. I was like, that. that's a good line, but it just felt odd. Like, I... I don't know. It, it was all weird. I was surprised that aspects didn't feel as weird as they used to because I've grown up. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, do you like have a fling yeah. with random hot guy? Like, sure, why not? Yeah, I the I'm not your baby thing kind of uh, bumped me also because him calling her baby was weird. It was weird. And I was like, that was it, weird. It wasn't a thing but he'd her been saying, doing. Yeah, and then but her turning around saying, "I'm not your baby." was also weird and i was like this seems like this moment where everyone's supposed to be like yeah fuck that yeah. guy and i was like this it is felt just like it was weird out of everything's movie. weird it <laughs> felt like it was taken from a different scene in a different movie where someone had been like calling her baby the whole time and she finally yeah. like tells him off don't call me that i'm not your baby but it's like yeah yeah this it felt shoehorned <laughs> in it was very weird um i do have a question and, though yeah mm-hmm. um well if you have anything to say about christian get it um, out because uh and he, uh, this movie is kind of uh, a good look at an abuse of power because he's abusing his power also yes. by like offering her all these jobs and stuff. Uh-huh. So I just want to get that out there as oh, yeah. well. He, he kind of sucks too. Oh yeah, I mean, and the line that I missed 
the first million times I watched this was when Miranda basically tells Andrea, you're going to Paris with me or you're never going to work in publishing. She threatens her. She threatens her. I didn't That's realize that when I was, I was younger. So pissed. She threatens her and then makes her tell Emily about Paris. Like that part was the so movie, fucked up. The movie makes it seem like it's her fault. Because uh, Emily Blunt the whole time is like... You could have said no. You could have said no. And then later, uh, some other people are like, you could have said no. And Miranda's like, you could have said no. And it's like, she was being threatened by her boss. Dude, and like, yeah, Andrea gets gaslit for the rest of the movie about this. (laughs) Where it's like, you know, you did the exact same thing to Emily. And Nate's like, you could have left that job at any time. And it's like, okay, but when someone tells her... Hey, you're going to do this thing. Otherwise, you're not going to get a job in the industry that you are yeah. in debt because you went to college to get a degree in. Yeah. Of course, you're going to go along. With, like, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, this movie. And then when she. It's so, fucked. <laughs> so then when she tells Nate, like, you were right about everything, and he's getting on her case about not just leaving this job. And then because Miranda speaks up for her and she gets a job at that, like, shitty little newspaper. We're supposed to be it's like, the cycle. oh, it was the cycle all worth continues. it. But it's like, no, <laughs> she was being like threatened into doing things and to staying into a job. And then everyone's yeah. blaming her for her choices, even though like she's stuck. Yeah. She needs help. She needs that people was... to sympathize yes. with her. She needs friends who give she a shit, a, who are like, union, hey, <laughs> I know we haven't hung out that much, but I'm concerned about you. Like, oh I, my God, that brings she up. deserves so much better. I swear. The frustrating part is when... And the movie fucking does this deliberately when Miranda says in that car, she's like, you did the same, you did the same thing that I did, like Mm -hmm. double crossed your friend. And it's like, the movie is saying that she turned into Miranda and that's not what happened. No, it's not. She was threatened by her boss. Yes. And it's like, and (laughs) it wasn't even like she, you know, was snaky and had a moment of weakness and like got, you know, Emily fired from the Paris gig. Nothing to do with it. At all, like which she could have. The movie could have gone that way. Could have gone that way. Could have been like she got power hungry, and which I think is why the movie's more entertaining. Yes, even though we have a lot of problems with it, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more nuanced and uh, I guess better because of it. Even though it is, but they could have taken it in that direction, and (laughs) it would have made like honestly, if they want to keep all of the shit that they pull in this movie, make Andrea. A bad guy. A bad person. <laughs> but they didn't. They left they her didn't. as this person. Like, like the worst thing that she does is she, like, goes and has sex with the, like, evil, like, hot guy when she's not but in like, a relationship anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But she, and that's supposed not to even be bad. Like, yeah, there's supposed to be, like, this element of, like, oh, she fucked up. And it's like, yeah, come on. Like, she's not even not allowed really. to, like, have the fling? I don't yeah. know, man. I, I wish she would have quit her job, but... Mm-hmm. I fully understand that when it's made very explicitly that she can't afford rent mm-hmm. and the job is still paying her bills. And they even say it at the beginning of the fucking movie to jobs that pay the bills, right? And they like cheers to that. Yeah. It it makes me wonder if that was intentional or they just overlooked it or just decided not to talk about it because it was very weird and I don't know if the book is based off of like a a real experience oh, yes. in the fashion so, world. I'm sure it is. I can't remember the author's name. I didn't write it down. That's my bad. But the book wasn't even finished when they optioned it for a movie and started writing the script. But it's holy shit. Yeah, it's based on I think 
someone who worked as an assistant for the editor of Vogue, and it's not meant to be like a one-to-one thing. Yeah. But everyone read it as, oh, this is like this is a takedown like. of Anna DeWinter, editor-in-chief. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So there's like some real-world shit to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, Things that I really did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Stanley Tucci is just always good in everything. And yeah. I know we've already kind of said Even it. when he's like saying problematic shit, I'm still like, yeah. you're, you're killing it. <laughs> you're awesome. His ring is huge. So big. <laughs> Holy shit. And he wears it in every scene. It's not even like yeah. it makes an appearance. Like, hey, remember that one scene where Stanley Tucci wears a ring the size of his forehead? Like, no, the, it's I, there the whole movie. <laughs> it kept showing up and I kept being like, oh, there it is. He didn't and he would, and he would hold his hand ring. on his face. <laughs> And it'd be like right in the shot. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. I think Stanley Tucci is the real victim in this whole movie because he just, he looked, looking at him when she announced that the other lady was going to be in charge of the company, you could see the just dread in his eyes, even though he was kind of smiling. Mm-hmm. It just hurt a lot. And (laughs) that scene where, and I'm going to spoil my frame, but um, the scene where they're in the hotel room and they're celebrating with champagne. Yeah. um, And I should have written a line down, but there's a a shot where he, he, I think it's the line where he's talking about like, I'm going to have, I'm going to have control of my life finally. And there's a shot where he's looking out the window and it's behind him and you don't see him say the line. First Mm -hmm. of all, it's the only scene where he like lets loose and isn't just like, the you know cog in the machine yeah like the (laughs) the svelte you know like gay fashion icon designer cog in the machine um and yeah like man and that it just sets it up because i knew it was coming so to watch that scene knowing what was going to happen just made it so heartbreaking then he yeah yeah, he turns and just looks out the window and you can just tell that he's like this is it. He's been waiting for this. This is what he's put all of his chips on, all of his hopes into. Poor fucking guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was also equally frustrating. Like, they try to make you feel for Miranda because of the divorce or whatever. Yeah. And then. And I'm like, yeah, she's a uh, human. Like, I have, you know, sympathy for people a, yeah. who are going through shit. That does suck. What about the twins? Uh, you know? Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> I had a thought about this, and you know how in action movies or, like, <clears throat> American propaganda stuff, you know, where yeah. it's, like, the terrorist gets blown up in the end, you yeah. know, where, like, where the bad guy falls down, like, a big pit and is eaten by snakes or lions or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I think we should start, like, a, a subgenre of, like, B-movies that are like this, uh, but the boss ends up getting, like, blown up or, like... Uh, <laughs> falls off a cliff into like a hole or whatever and so it's like watching this like subgenre they're like is it just me or do like capitalists and bosses just die they in just horrible keep ways dying. <laughs> basically what we've done to like people like middle eastern people and shit like that and all these action movies just flip it it's just this yeah flip it to where it's just about like workers at a job and the boss always ends up getting blown up or something yeah. and it's like very propagandist like yeah and the guy, the person's like on fire somewhere, and you're like, yeah. The uh, guy falls in the pit. My stocks. <laughs> My stocks. Uh, because the whole time I just wanted somebody to yell at her. 
to, to yell at Miranda, and we I never wanted got someone that to blow moment. Up on her. I it, know. It, uh, and, and they could have even done that. They probably would have done it where someone yells at her and then Miranda has the last word and like, you know, Yeah, and whatever. she's still cool. She's still quote unquote cool. Yeah. And she could still be cool. That's fine. I just wanted one person to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck that. I know. Fuck your shit. This is stupid. And then walks out. And they could have even turned it into a thing where then Miranda like destroys their life. And you're like, wow, she's evil. But like, I, yeah. just have one person, like have one designer where she's like, florals in spring, groundbreaking. Yeah. And the person goes, you know what? Fuck you. I'm trying. You. I'm yeah. tired. I have kids at home. You have no idea Fuck what's off. going on in my life. I'm out of yeah. here. You can fucking eat it. I'm going to go get a job yeah. somewhere else because I worked that runway and that looks great on my resume. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck all of you. And then just gets up and leaves. And then Miranda could have some, you know, line like, well, that was dramatic or something like, Uh, that's all. Like some kind of shit. I don't care. (laughs) And then, yeah, I just wanted one person to freak the fuck out on her. Well, that's kind of like they could have done that in like uh, the beginning of the movie where like the Emily one is like getting fired. Like yeah. the moment she walks in and they're just like, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And then like security has to like wrestle them out or whatever. Yeah. And it would set it up really well because the way they set it up in this is great. And there is that wonderful. All right, everybody, gird your loins. Gird like, your, I, that whole sequence is so good. Really good. And everyone's like, yeah, so doing good. their makeup. And it, it really is one of the best character introductions of all time. Um, it's, this movie it's is fucking, aggravating yeah. in a lot of ways, but it is very slick. It is very stylish. The character yeah. introductions are very great. It's made incredibly mm-hmm. competently. Like, yeah, I, I get why everyone's drawn to this movie. I get why I'm drawn to this movie. Yeah, uh, yes. As my, all the problems that we're pointing out, uh, they exist and they're frustrating. But let it be known that that character introduction, banging, and it's really fucking Spicy. fun too. It's <laughs> yeah. so fun. And it is delicious to watch someone who's that bad. I think we're just frustrated that she wins. Like, she doesn't lose anything at no. all. At, at all. all. Yeah. She's at like, all. she's delicious. She's one of the best, like, movie villains. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, and there's no repercussions at all. In fact, but it's not we like sad. her more. Because yeah, exactly. They, she, like, gave yeah. Andrea, there's, like, that sort of, like, the nod of, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just... The... the... The thing that reminded me of like somebody yelling at their boss as somebody who's getting hired is it happened in uh, this movie called Sorry We Missed You about this like basically Amazon uh, driver who drives mm. for packages. Oh, you were telling me about that. It fucked yeah, you up. And it, it's so depressing. But the beginning <laughs> of the movie, he's coming in to get hired and he sees this guy like losing his mind at his boss because he's like, I have to go. My family like needs me. And the guy's like, fuck you. You have to work. And he's like, fuck you. And he like, freaks out on his boss and starts yelling at him. And the new guy who's walking in is like, oh, fuck, like, what's going on? And then at the end of the movie, he basically becomes that guy who, like, wants to tell his boss to fuck off, but he can't because he's just has to keep working. So, like, if this movie just did that turn yeah. a little bit and had, like, a little bit of that, I it would have been sadder, but I would have liked it a lot more. <laughs> but that's just my, um, you know... We're gonna remake Devil Wears Prada, and we're just As gonna, a, yeah, we're just gonna turn it into like a total like it's a socialist propaganda movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Um, Got anyway, else? Uh, um, 
let's transition into the frames. Um, <clears throat> well, I do want to say one thing really quick. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pulling people aside and saying you need to be quiet and then talking like really loudly in this movie. It happens oh, like three or four yeah, times. Or like, okay. Oh I, oh, I forgot about the other thing I wanted to say about this movie. In the beginning when they're setting up stuff and Andy is like our audience surrogate, she's like, wait. What's the preview again? Or like they she's walk right there. They, yeah, they walk out of like the cerulean thing, and she's like, "So hold on a second. You're telling me that because she pursed her lips, that designer has to go back and redesign their entire line." It's the only two. She's like, "You don't seem to get it. That's the way it works in this world. She is the end all be it. Like, it's and her boss is two feet so away from her, two feet in front of her, and she's not even whispering. Like, it's very funny. That's the one part of this movie where I was like, "All right, guys, you could have." Uh, why did you do this? Could why didn't you just whisper? Yeah. yeah. Why did? It, yeah. Emily Blunt does it a lot where she's so like, she me. pulls her into the kitchen. <laughs> she's like, Shh, like, don't say anything loudly. And then she's like, Miranda's going to kill me if this doesn't happen. <laughs> or and there's several like, scenes. Though, okay. They're too, like, they're within whispering distance from Miranda's desk as evidenced by the fact that several times Miranda will just go, Emily. Emily. <laughs> and like. So quietly. And then they'll look at each other and be like, she means you. No, you go. I don't want to go. I'm frightened of her. No, really, you have to go. When she says Emily, she means you. Okay, I'll go. Oh, I'll go. Like, they literally are just basically screaming at each other within earshot of Miranda, who is sitting there probably going, why am I surrounded by idiots? Like, just something something rude. Just... I want to see the whole movie from like her office's point of view. Yeah. And it's just like a, a standard static wide of people shuffling and just hearing like, Miranda's going to kill me if like, <laughs> if you don't do it. <laughs> and her just like getting off on the fear. Yeah. Oh my okay. God. Uh, moving into the frames. Yeah. Visually, I want to point out that there was like seven or eight shots that looked like they were like 16 millimeter shots yes. and they looked really cool and they then like so cool and then they'd cut they back to a different camera and i was like yeah. wait hold up hold the phone what's yeah, that was... movie what is that like because i mean realistically those probably happened because they were like just shooting fast you know shooting at street, fashion events doing and stuff. stuff yeah yeah like going to fashion shows and things but yeah a couple times it got all grainy and shit i was like oh <gasps> <laughs> it, just, it just got artsy oh i did watch um the majority of this in four three on dvd the dvd that i watched as a kid henry <laughs> because i had the dvd and i was like i'm just gonna do it oh that's so sweet i know I it was, like was kind of cool yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome um <clears throat> so you kind of touched on your frame a little bit uh, i did my frame you want to elaborate stanley tucci and his magnificent bald head um staring mm-hmm. out of the window from behind and it's uh it's just good there's so many i think there's better shots in this but that's the one that i was just man you know and his man. his storyline is straightforward man. and i really resonate with like yeah it's it's like this sort of nightmare picture of somebody who like really committed to an idea of what they wanted their life to be and mm-hmm. then there's just this massive consequence and seeing someone grapple with that and talk themselves into sticking around just, uh, that's, that's always worked for me. It still does. I mean, apart from like the weird body shaming stuff he does throughout the movie. um, (laughs) Yeah. Love that character. Hell yeah. Um, there wasn't any like specific visuals that like really blew my mind. Um, 
So I'd have to say one of those 16 millimeter shots was the only thing that like popped Fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of lame because there's not a whole lot of them and they're not very like incredible or visually stimulating, but those are the only things that like really popped out to me. Um, and I'm sure there's some other cool shots in there, but I wasn't like super amazed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Fool. We like Damn. to pick a fool, which is the person <laughs> that embodies the whole film. And this is like, this is a powerhouse. This is a tough choice. Because maybe one of the toughest ones we've done in a long time. Um, Anne Hathaway's really fucking great in this. this She's is always good. Emily Blunt's like career launching movie. Yeah. Um, Stanley Meryl Tucci. Street. The Tucci Praise be showing up him. in fine form. Yes. <sighs> yeah, this is tough. I mean, I think for me, it's Stanley Tucci because of what I just said, because he really does sort of embody his character does speak to the fucked upness of the whole situation. And like the fact that it's like it's one of those things where it says, you know, it's understandable that people make this their life. It's understandable that this is important in a sense. And people, you know, it's their passion, it's their hopes and dreams and all of that. And people do care about it. Nevertheless, incredibly toxic industry and you can you know all the powers at the top and you can lose your entire life serving the people at the top and that's just yeah stanley tucci's character in a nutshell nigel nigel Nigel. i i think i'd agree because anne hathaway's character is great it's the main Mm -hmm. character and she's she's going through all the shit she's like the beginning of the the hellhole right Mm-hmm. Miranda's the end of the hellhole. And then, like, um, Emily Blunt's character is, like, on the path to becoming, like, burnt out and, like, mm-hmm. dying somewhere. And Stanley Tucci is just, like, just kind of burning out in the middle of it. He's, but he's like, not. right he's in like, the midst he's got of it. All, the scary, I think the scary thing about him is he's got all his strategies. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fine. Like, he's going to keep chugging along in this role. And he's going to retire. Forever maybe at some point and then he's yeah. going to go live and he's going to tell himself like, no, it was all worth it. I got a lot out of it, but then he's going to have like 10 years of his mm-hmm. life to just have to himself maybe and kind of be like, Oh shit. I gave this woman my youth and what did she yeah. do for me? <clears throat> nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And uh, it's not to be forgotten that Stanley Tucci will live a happy, healthy life because he's probably making a fuck ton of money. <laughs> And uh, so. bless that man. Bless that man. I, yeah, I think Stanley Tucci's the guy in this, Hell uh, yeah. which feels kind of bad because we picked the one dude <laughs> in this whole movie. Fuck. But yeah, I mean, but I, don't I, know, I, his, I just I gotta be. His gotta character be real. is so sad. It it makes me sad, even well, though he's look, not the sad character. I think before anyone gets mad at us for picking the one dude, I think they'll get mad at us for either not picturing picking the titular devil who wears Prada or for picking, you know, Andy Sachs and Hathaway Hathaway in a, in another career boosting role. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I know. (laughs) I feel like we've we've described (laughs) why we feel that way. I really do think Stanley Tucci's character is a sort of simplified. That's like the MVP. Yeah, it's the tale at the heart of it that we wished we saw more of. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before of we Anne go. Hathaway, yeah. Princess Diaries? 
Is that what you want to do next? I figure we can keep riding the train. We we did fashion magazine movies. Now we're doing Anne Hathaway, kind of just like linking each one together. Let's do Anne Hathaway movies. I'm in. Uh, I the last time I watched Princess Diaries was, I can't tell you how long ago. As Perfect. a child, a little child. Um, let's Set do it. Let's watch it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I want to say one last thing. Mm. Uh, all of these movies, like. 13 going on 30 and this they I don't know if you felt this at all with like watching movies that you watched as a kid but they always portray people in their late 20s 30s having these like really cool careers and jobs and like apartments without roommates and like uh just like having a life Mm -hmm. and watching this made me like uh, not sad, but it was like I just I love watching people with like a life, with a career and a house mm-hmm. and a home, and and uh, it seems like the things that we're making nowadays is like I've got five roommates and I work three jobs uh, and I'm 35 <laughs> and I can't afford to like live anywhere. So like watching these movies is like oddly comforting, but also kind of felt like a lie. Like I felt like I oh, got yeah. duped. No, set us up. This is like kind of, these are bricks in the uh, groundwork that led to our generation being like, are you you shitting me? (laughs) Like we made it and this is is what we're doing? This movie from 2006 said I could afford a one bedroom apartment in New York and that's not true. (laughs) It's not true. It's not true. Um, Also, um, she's supposed to be like 22 in this. What? Because she's a recent college graduate. She went oh, to I school for so. journalism. I mean, maybe, maybe she's like 24 because she maybe she... did like a master's in journalism. But like. I get that makes sense. People do this coming out of college, but she didn't read as that. She read. Maybe it's just, I don't know. The just to make it in. worse. Just to make it worse that like she's living with her boyfriend in a big, cute apartment in New York. And she's yeah. friends with like famous gallery photographers, lawyers, and, and is like twenty two. Yeah, yeah, and is in her like early mid twenties. It's just like no. Yeah, that's no. not. I mean, maybe it was. I don't know, but I don't know, man. That's not the case. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, go watch the Devil Wears Prada and see what you think. Cause it's a it's a banger. I liked it a lot. We had a lot of issue problems with it, but that's not to say it's not good and fun. Yeah. It's definitely good and fun. Um, so make sure to watch. Uh, what are we watching? Princess Diaries next. Heck yeah. Make sure to watch Princess Diaries before next week. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. And until then, guard your loins. Gird. Gird. Gird your loins. Gird your loins. <laughs> <laughs> Heh <laughs> heh.